Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo. And today it is Tuesday, January 16th, which means we are chatting all things WWE NXT. And this show, for the most part, so we are headed into Vengeance Day, which is taking place on February 4th. So we kind of found out a lot about what we're going to be getting for that show uh, come on February 4th. So with that being said, we're going to kick things off with what went down with the women because we got a whole lot there because we had this big number one contenders battle royal that turned into a fatal four-way to determine the new number one contender for Lyra Valkyra's NXT Women's Championship. On top of that, we found out when we're getting Trick Williams versus Ilya Dragunov, but at the same time, we also have to deal with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, who are currently right now a duo. They are a team. They are in the Dusty Rhodes uh, tournament and Dusty Rhodes tag team tournament, and they've made it to the semifinals. So we got all of that and more to catch up with on this episode of NXT, but I want to kick things off with a couple of uh, super chats. I want to thank people in advance, by the way. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for gifting five DWO memberships. Uh, Ebony Prince, thank you so much for the super sticker. Appreciate you very much. Darf Steven says, happy to see Maddie Renkowski in NXT. She is going to flourish. I also think someone's going to cost Roxanne her title match. Thoughts. All right. So Darf Steven getting us going. Uh, I'm going to circle back to that in just a second. MD89, who's been a member for uh, the DWO now for four months, says, uh, hi, mom, I'm on TV. All right. So let's get to it. I'm going to kick things off with um, the super chat that we got here from Steven and get right into the women's stuff that went down. So first and foremost, ah, oh, man, I'm going to kick things off, and you guys already know this because this has been going around the uh, last couple of days on social media and reports and everything have been going out already, but uh, there has been confirmation from WWE that Cora Jade did, in fact, tear her ACL during a house show, uh, during one of the NXT loop shows, and she is unfortunately going to be out for almost a year, and that is what commentary said today and man guys I am freaking bummed for Cora Jade because she had been gone for several months and people were wondering when are we going to see Cora Jade when are we going to see Cora Jade Cora Jade finally gets back and people are like oh my god she's probably going to be the NXT Women's Champion I know that a couple of us had predicted and talked about you know her maybe becoming NXT Women's Champion by stand and deliver I was hoping that we would eventually get a program between Lyra and Cora Jade some people were even talking about circling back with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez there was just a lot of different people for Cora Jade to really have these great programs with right now there are lots of women in NXT that she could have easily gone in to to tell any story that they would have wanted to uh tiffany stratton kiana james felon henley i mean the options are sort of limitless right now there are a lot of women to tell stories on the show and cora jade when she returned at 
NXT deadline. It was a really big moment because a lot of people um, really like Cora Jade and they like her for the same reasons that I like her is that she's cool. She's good in the ring. She's entertaining. You can see all of the star making potential in Cora Jade. And so she's sort of been that person that you've been like waiting to see her have her moment. And just when you thought we were maybe a couple of months away from that, unfortunately, she suffers an ACL tear and is now going to be out for the remainder of the year guys which really really sucks because we're going into like one of the hottest years no one absolutely no one whether you're a wrestler whether you're just whoever you are nobody wants to start off the year this way so uh, of course I know I feel bad for Charlotte who's also out due to uh, ACL tear but also for Cora Jade because Cora Jade is literally just starting her career so this could have been like her year to become NXT Women's Champion to maybe get called up to the main roster a lot can happen in a year so when you're out for this large amount of time, uh, I can only imagine that all of this stuff is probably running through her head. Uh, hopefully she's gonna hopefully she stays positive and hopefully she has a speedy and healthy recovery because uh having a torn acl is definitely no joke at all uh i know that we see you know it's common with athletes we see people tear acls and things like this and a lot of people come back but even though a lot of people come back there's still a whole entire journey a physical journey and then also a mental journey that goes along with not just this injury but any injury that anyone may sustain so uh wish Cora Jade the very best of luck man uh because that really does suck and I'm assuming that things are I'm assuming that NXT really had to change things around given whatever it is that they were going to have Cora Jade do throughout you know the next couple of months heading into NXT stand and deliver I can only imagine that that's been completely um you know shaken up and new things are going to be put into place so very very sucky news to kick things off with everybody but uh definitely something we have to touch on nicholas 763 says great fatal four-way either roxanne wins and has a dominant run or loses and heads up to the main roster she has a bright future best current nxt women completely agree with you on that we do got a lot of really great women on the roster steven marchuli says lyra valkyra versus roxanne perez will be fire so here's what went down so we got the battle royal, which was the for the to determine the new number one contender. But we had already known that once it was down to the final four women, that it would turn into a fatal four way. Now there was a lot that happened in this um, this battle royal, so we need to touch on a few things. So earlier, Stephen mentioned Maddie Renkowski, and so Maddie Maddie Renkowski, I forget. Oh my gosh, I forget what they're calling her now on NXT, but she's not going by Maddie Renkowski. Uh, she's going by a different name, and I just completely forgot it right now. But anyways, so Maddie Renkowski, we'll just have to call her Maddie Renkowski for right now. Uh, she ended up taking the spot that was supposed to be for Cora Jade in this battle royal. So they made sure to highlight her uh, at the beginning. Now, for those of you who have not seen Maddie Renkowski wrestle before, let me tell you, this girl is a future star. I will not be surprised if she... Uh, 
she has a rise on the roster as fast as Kaylani Jordan, as fast as Tiffany Stratton, as fast as any other person that you think has really risen up fast, Lyra Valkyra. Uh, she is really good. She's got a great look. And I know this because I got to cover a lot of her work and call a lot of her matches when I was working for Mission Pro Wrestling, I think like a year and a half ago. And so I was seeing her then. So I can only imagine how much more uh, better she's gotten since then. Then, and then also now being part of the performance center, uh, therefore enhancing even more. But Maddie Rinkowski, based on the matches that I've called from her, she is a star. I remember calling a match between her and Holiday at Mission Pro. Oh my God, so freaking good. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Maddie Rinkowski does. So I thought that, you know, the way that they kind of had her in this battle royal and also highlight her a bit, that was really good for them to do. So a nice little start. From Maddie Renkowski. Um, but there were some great moments during this. I want to take a second to highlight Kehlani because Kehlani got the spot in the battle royal where she's out there, you know, hanging by the freaking ropes with the feet wiggling, almost touching the floor. And you're wondering, does she can she do it? Obviously, she's an athlete, so she was definitely able to uh, hold herself back up and get into the ring. But when she got back into the ring, I think it was Lash Legend who literally just like threw her out. And I was like, holy shit, like her body just like skyrocketed. But I don't even know who was on the outside. Someone on the outside ended up catching her. And so she ended up going onto the commentary table and then she found her way back into the ring. So Kehlani got that like very, very cool moment. But another thing that happened in this battle royal that was noteworthy was that Lola Vice Lola Vice turned on her bestie, her only friend that she had on the roster. She turned on Electra Lopez. So during this, Lola Vice starts like hugging Electra Lopez, like they're homies, they're buddies, like everything's all right. And instead, she throws her out, and Electra Lopez is freaking pissed. And it wasn't even worth it because Lola Vice then ended up getting eliminated by um, who'd she get eliminated by? She got eliminated by. Tatum Paxley, that's what it was. Tatum Paxley then eliminated Lola Vice. And so then on the outside, you just had Lola Vice and Electra Lopez just like fighting each other. And I like this because for one, it didn't really seem like things were really working with Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. It, it just, I don't know. It didn't really mesh very well, I think. And the other thing is that I'm not expecting right now for Lola Vice to win the championship, the NXT Women's Championship. And I feel like she's got this contract. She's she's got this mo she's got this opportunity. But I feel like if she were to use it now, it would sort of go wasted. So I have a feeling they're trying to stall for some time until maybe it's Lola Vice's time eventually. And so now we know for sure she's not going to use it for tag team titles. That's for sure. Because she no longer has a partner with Electra. And I also like this because Electra Lopez hasn't really had like a big story or anything. Uh, ever since Legado del Fantasma went up to the main roster, she was sort of left there. And they were trying to find something for her to do. There really wasn't anything. She finally got paired up with Lola Vice. But all the attention was on Lola Vice. So there really hasn't been anything specific for Electra Lopez. But now that she's got this feud with Lola Vice, there you go. You've got something for both women. You got something for Lola Vice to hold her until she finally decides to use that um, contract. And then you got finally some sort of story for Electra Lopez. So I did like that we saw that in the um, 
in the Battle Royal. The other thing that we got that I thought was interesting was Thea Hale eliminating Ariana Grace. And I love this because both of these girls can do comedy very, very well. So it kind of gave me the sense of, ooh, are they doing something in the future with Ariana and Thea Hale? I mean, they're both really funny ladies. Ariana Grande, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Ariana Grace has gotten the, um, she's gotten the comedic timing down very very fast very well very well it comes natural to her so i'm looking forward to that but the final four women in this match i gotta tell you man they freaking killed it they freaking killed it this last little portion of this match was so freaking good so we had felon henley roxanne perez Kiana James and Kehlani Jordan. I'll be real with you guys. I had no idea who was going to take this one. I had no idea because I felt all of these girls had a very good um, chance of going up against Lyra Valkyra. I thought, okay, Felon Henley's been killing it. She's been a frequent on the show. Um, she's doing really good. She's a great wrestler. We enjoy her work. Roxanne Perez, we all know and love Roxanne Perez. Kiana James, holy damn. I want to put over Kiana James here for a second because Kiana, to me, in this little fatal four-way portion of the match, she brought so much freaking fire and intensity that I don't think we've ever seen from her before. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed, but I felt like we saw so much fieryness from Kiana James in this match in particular. So I feel like she just had like the, you know, she had her batteries on. She had her working shoes on. Not that she doesn't before, but she just had a little bit extra sizzle uh, to her in this matchup. But Kehlani, I also thought Kehlani had a good chance of winning because they've really, really pushed Kehlani very, very um, quickly on NXT. Like within six months, she was already in the Women's Iron Survivor. She had a good showcase there. She had a great showcase in this actual Battle Royal. And my favorite parts of this Fatal 4-Way were the interactions between Kehlani and Roxanne Perez. I thought that both girls, they had like a little back and forth. I thought they freaking killed it, man. At one point, they teased that Kehlani Jordan was going to win, but uh, she ends up kind of getting screwed there and she doesn't. Um, Roxanne Perez ends up getting the victory here. And even though Roxanne Perez is probably the most, um, I guess you can say, I don't know if qualified is the right word, but I guess Roxanne Perez would probably be ranked above all of the girls right now. Even so, I was not expecting Roxanne Perez to win. I don't know why, but I wasn't. And here's the thing with Roxanne Perez. We all been here. We've talked about this so many freaking times, but they screwed us out of a real, real honest championship run for Roxanne Perez. She was NXT Women's Champion, and unfortunately, that didn't really uh, go the way that a lot of people wanted it to go. So, okay, Roxanne Perez versus Lyra Valkyra, Vengeance Day. This is exciting for two reasons. All right. First of actually, maybe more than two reasons. All right. The first reason this is exciting is one, this is going to be a really good match. Both Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyra at the top of their game when it comes to the NXT women's roster. Uh, they are both really, really great. The other reason this is going to be really good is because this is probably Lyra Valkyra's biggest challenge since she won the NXT Women's Championship. Three, Roxanne Perez has a lot to 
prove in terms of getting back her championship right now. Lara Valkyria's championship run has been better than the one that Roxanne Perez had. And that's like, what? I don't think anybody was really expecting that. But I'm going to be real here. All right. I love Roxanne Perez. I love Lyra Valkyria. But I am still sticking with what I said. The night that Becky Lynch, the night that Becky Lynch put over Lyra Valkyria and Lyra defeated Becky Lynch. You guys were here. You remember what I said. I want a long, dominant, dominant with a capital D like Denise, dominant run for the NXT Women's Championship. So I do not want to see Lyra Valkyra lose at Vengeance Day. Now, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't know how you guys feel. Let me know in the chat. Uh, I know we all want to get that Roxanne Perez uh, NXT Women's Championship run, but I am still not done getting my kicks in with Lyra Valkyra here as NXT Women's Champion. So I want to see Lyra Valkyra retain the championship. And I would actually prefer it if they did like a longer program here. If they did a longer program between these two, I'm good. I'm sold. Uh, come talk to me later on for NXT Stand and Deliver, and I'll tell you where I'm at by then. But right now, I think it is way too soon to take off the NXT Women's Championship off of Lyra Valkyra. That's where I'm at, guys. That's where I'm at. All right, so let's go ahead and see what people are saying, um, what everyone here is saying. So I agree, by the way, I read this one already, but I'm going to read it again. Steven Martrulli, Lara Valkyra, Roxanne Perez will be fire. We got Chris Lloyd who sends in a super chat saying, I think Lyra retains at Vengeance Day, then Lola might cash in at Stand and Deliver. All right, so, hmm, I agree with you on the first portion. If Lola Vice cashes in on Lyra Valkyra, I would think that by at NXT Stand and Deliver, she would have to honestly have like a bigger growth from now to then. Because right now, Lyra Valkyra is just on a different level. And we haven't really seen Lola Vice hit that level just yet. She has a killer, and I mean killer roundhouse kick, phenomenal but they've kept her matches very brief, very short to where I don't feel that I can confidently say, oh, she should be NXT Women's Champion right now. Down the line, possibly. So I have to see what we see from now until NXT Stand and Deliver when it comes to Lola Vice and whether or not it's time, I guess, for her to be a NXT Women's Champion. Because when the moment does come and she's fully ready to be NXT Women's Champion, Oh, boy. Hold on to your hats, everybody, because she's going to rock people's worlds, man. She's she's already a fan favorite, and we have only see her wrestle pretty briefly on the show. But she's working hard, so we'll see where she's at by then. Uh, so we'll see. Chris Lloyd, thank you so much for the super chat. We got Dream Ninja 77 who says, really enjoyed the storylines they built on during the Battle Royal. I'm a big fan of the Final Four women all doing great work in and out of the ring. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel the same way. I mean, I I really, honestly, I want to see Fallon Henley at some point become NXT Women's Champion. I want to see her go for it. I'm really loving Fallon Henley, but I also feel the same way about Kiana. Kelani Jordan, she's barely like a couple months in, but down the line, I also want to see her as well. So I feel like there's just a lot of, there's, this is a buffet at this point right now, guys. It's This is a buffet. 
And I think that there are all of these different women that are going to appeal to different people and their personalities are going to connect with different people. And it's just a matter of who you like more, whose character you like more, who who do you think is a better wrestler? I don't know, uh, because I think that they all bring something different and something unique to the table. So I think at this point, it's just a matter of taste and who you're drawn to uh, more so than another person. So Dream Ninja 77, thank you so much for the super chat. We got Cameron Johnson who says, what is HBK doing with Gigi Dolan? She should be on top of their baby faces, not a jobber. So we've talked about Gigi Dolan for quite a bit now. And that's the thing, like it is kind of weird with Gigi Dolan because she was at the very top with Toxic Attraction. And it's the same thing with JC Jane, guys. Like JC Jane right now is part of a... uh, part of the chase you story and right now she's trying to help them get money for the university because because it's in debt it's not really like a big story by any means at least in my opinion uh i know some people will probably feel differently but at least in my opinion it's not really that big of a story i think that she could be part of something bigger or better i actually wish that they went like a more of a different direction between her and thea hale um, I think that the story right now with Chase U has gotten very, very uh, bland. And I think that they need to like, I, I had way more hopes and expectations for when JC Jane and Thea Hale got together. And so I don't really think that maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know. But I don't really think those have been met when it comes to this particular storyline. So I'm sort of ready to see JC Jane kind of move on to something else. Or, but I don't, it's not looking like it right now because she's in the middle of helping them fund Chase U University. I'm just hoping it gets good fast. So what I'm saying is that JC Jane was pretty much along the same exact boat. Like they were sort of in the same spot. They went from being the most featured girls on the roster with Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is gone. We get this program with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. It was hit and miss there were some moments that were great there were some that were not as great as you probably expected it to be and then we kind of got more of a serious storytelling with Gigi Dolan where Gigi was bringing in like her family and she was talking a lot about um you know her hard life and that really started to connect with viewers like she would go out there cut a couple of promos that I thought were pretty hard hitting and that was kind of it though it really kind of just went nowhere and so I don't really know what went wrong or what's going on maybe there's just no idea but you got to also see that there's a lot of girls right now and I feel like there's a lot of girls fighting and clawing for those opportunities and it's kind of a like I said, guys, it's a buffet. It's a buffet of options for sure. Uh, so I don't know what's going on right now with Gigi Dolan, but we'll see when her time comes back to her. Uh, Will Chisholm says, it's crazy how NXT women's division is deep and they might be getting Camille. Also, it's crazy deep. Yeah, I really like Camille. Uh, she's a very nice person. I've had her here on my podcast before. And um She's got a great look, Camille. Uh, if she were to go to WWE, if she were to be part of NXT, uh, I think that she would definitely do a phenomenal job. But yeah, the women's division is definitely deep, guys. It is deep, and I like it. Will Ch- oh, that sounded really bad. Oh, that sounded terrible. Why did I say that? Will Chisholm. God damn it, Will Chisholm. I blame you. I blame you, Will Chisholm. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Oh, man. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and um, 
<laughs> let's go ahead and press on from here oh man anyways roxanne perez lyra valkyra incoming it's gonna be good sheldon jackson says that's what she said my god my God. All right, let's get into the next big topic. And the next big topic sort of involves quite a couple of things. So we're going to mix it all in. And that was the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. All right, so I'm going to start off with the round, uh, with the, the, the other round one match. So this is the third round one match now. Carmelo, no? Yes, round one. All right. <laughs> I don't have the bracket in front of me, guys. Sorry. Anyways, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. So here's the thing, guys. If you're new to NXT, if you haven't seen NXT, you probably don't know this. But if you've been watching NXT for a while now, Idris Anofi and Malik Blade for the longest time have been a good tag team. Now, they're sort of in this. I don't know why. we They come out. They have great matches, and then just nothing happens with them. Nothing happens with them. And every time they have a good match, I go, this is it. This is finally the moment where we're going to see more with Idris and Malik. They're going to do more with Idris and Malik. And then nothing happens. And then they have another good match, and I go, this is it. This is finally the moment where they see that Idris and Malik are really good, and then nothing happens. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is I'm going to say the same thing. On Tuesday, January 16th, again, I'm going to say Idris and Malik are really good. And I think that this is the match that's finally going to get them into a bigger story. But for reals, guys, in all honesty, uh, they've been doing a good job. And they, uh, I think, could be one of their best tag teams on NXT. They just need to, like, you know, how do I say this? Like, give them something, man. Like, work a little magic. Like, freaking Cinderella's godmother. Throw a little wand, bitty bippity boppity boo for them. And I honestly think that they will be their best tag team on NXT. They got so much potential. I think they just need to like give them a cooler, um, uh, uh, I don't know, like a cooler gimmick or something. Maybe change their wardrobe. I don't know what it is. They just need a little extra something to get them over that hump that they're just not being able to get over for whatever reason. But they are a great tag team and I've been pushing for them every single time we see them on NXT but anyways this was not their match to win it's fine they looked great but the people that won this match were Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams but there's a deeper story in all of this and I'm not going to run through every single thing that's been going down with Carmelo and Trick since we already know the story. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is the friend that we're not trusting. Trick Williams has, you know, the blinders on and he's not really seeing the red flags right now. And so what we have, so they win this match, by the way, they win this match. But here's the thing. This is sort of like the side thing that Trick Williams is doing at the moment, because the big thing that he was supposed to be doing was competing for the NXT championship. He could have been NXT champion right now, but Ilya Dragunov was not cleared by medical due to uh, the match with Ridge Holland. So Ilya Dragunov is back and he tells Trick Williams that, you know what? Medical didn't clear me. I wanted to wrestle you, but they said no. So we're going to have a match you deserve to have your match with me on the biggest stage, Vengeance Day, you and me. 
It's great. Trick Williams is so happy. He's freaking stoked. Uh, Ilya Dragunov was super cool about it. All is good. He's getting his match. But Carmelo Hayes looked at him and was like, dude, Vengeance Day? Like, that's the day of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. That's the day that we're going to win. And so they were sort of not really seen eye to eye. Later on on the show, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes sort of, I guess, come to an agreement. And it's not really an agreement, but Trick Williams tells him that he's planning on wrestling both matches. He's going to win the Dusty Cup with Carmelo Hayes. And then he's going to go on and defeat Ilya Dragunov and become NXT champion. Now, I'm sure Trick Williams believes that he can do this, but let's be real. Uh, he's trying to succeed in two divisions and have two matches in one show, so it's probably going to be really hard. So, with that being said, this is not looking good. Something is going to happen to Trick Williams, and he's going to get screwed. Either he's going to have this match, Carmelo Hayes is going to maybe turn on him, attack him, who the hell knows. He's going to screw him into his match, heading into his match at um, Vengeance Day. I don't know the... I don't know the exactly what's going to happen but i'm assuming something along those lines is going to break down and we're not going to get trick williams as champion which is fine i love Ilya dragunov i love what they're doing with Ilya dragon i don't love what they're doing with Ilya dragunov let me rephrase that i love Ilya dragunov as a wrestler but as a champion right now he has sort of taken a real back seat to the big story here which is Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So it kind of feels like he's just sort of taking the back seat here to what they're doing. So it, I don't like that. I don't like that it feels like Ilya Dragunov is off to the side while they focus on Hayes and Williams. I wish that they found a way to sort of balance the two. But given that that was the only way to screw Trick Williams out of his match, so be it. I guess that's the way that it went down. But we also get the LWO versus Chase U. LWO has been on a row this year. <laughs> In these last 16 days, they've been doing really good. I mean, they were doing good before, but they're on fire right now for 2024. And they win this match. Look great. Joaquin look great. Uh, Sergio Cruz del Toro, they both look really great. Uh, they win this match. So they're going to go on to face Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So semifinals matches. LWO versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin versus Axiom and Nathan Frazier. I'm predicting it's going to be Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in the uh, finals of the Dusty Cup. So that's where we're at right now regarding the Dusty Cup tournament. All right, uh, we got a couple of Super Chats, so let's get to them. All right, this one's from Will Chisholm says, I think if some women don't win the NXT women's title, it's not the end of the world. Bianca never did, and look at how she turned out. P.S. Great to see Zelina Vega back in NXT. Um, all right, what did I miss with Zelina Vega? I think I missed that. Um, but anyways, when it comes to the women, not everybody getting the women's NXT championship, of course that's fine. Of course you want to see certain people get their opportunity, but right now, because there's so many women, like it feels like, in order to get all of them, they'd have to have very short reigns. But we got time. We got time. John Deller says, guess we can say Mello is all right after Friday. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, good to hear, though, honestly. But we already kind of knew that because they had said that they were fine. But 
yeah, it was a scary moment and his match was going really good on SmackDown. So that was very unfortunate, but uh, I'm pretty sure, like I said, on the SmackDown post show, I think we're going to see Carmelo Hayes sooner rather than later over on the SmackDown roster. Hopefully. Um, all right, we got Chris Lloyd. Thank you so much for this generous super chat. Chris Lloyd says, Braun Breaker wearing the Steiner jacket was a nice little touch. Also, the Wolf Dogs. I think the finals will be Braun and Baron versus Trick and Mello. Mello takes the pin, then costs Trick the title. I kind of like that, actually, where Carmelo ends up being the one that messes things up but instead of placing the blame on himself he puts the blame on trick and so he cost him the championship for basically in his eyes costing them the dusty cup i like that and then yeah we had some funny little moments with uh braun breaker and baron corbin backstage i like them giving it a little bit more personality uh so yeah the wolf dogs i don't know if they're gonna go by the wolf dogs but i feel like they should since that's like the name that they threw out there. So they might as well go with it. Chris Lloyd, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that a whole lot, man. Um, All right. So, damn, I didn't even notice Zelina was with the LWO. Oh, yeah, she did. Oh, I'm so dumb. Yeah, I remember, guys. Sorry. I think for some reason I'm just so used to seeing her with the LWO on SmackDown. I didn't even register that it was on NXT. You're right. And so even though she's just there, like part of the LWO. Duh. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, yeah, it's so funny. I think when you see someone always together, you don't even recognize that you're seeing them together, but like in a new place, in a new environment. All right. Obafemi, let's get to it. So Obafemi, your brand new NXT North American champion. He's a heel. I didn't know he was a heel until now. So now we know that Obafemi is a heel, FYI. So he comes out, he's looking legit. He's got his turtleneck. He looks like a million bucks. He's got his championship bout. He goes there and talks about his victory. He's confronted by Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee wants a uh, rematch against him. He puts over the fact that he made a really big impact very, very fast. But Obafemi does not want to give him a match. So he says no. That makes him a heel, I guess. And so, I would say so. I would definitely say so. So Obafemi then basically rejects a second offer from Dragon Lee because Dragon Lee then says, all right, so let's have this match at Vengeance Day. But he tells him he's going to think about it. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, good little start, guys. Honestly, not a bad start to Obafemi's reign. Uh, run, not a bad start. He cut a promo. He looked good. We're Pretty positive we're going to get this match at Vengeance Day. I'm already counting on it. So I don't think they're going to go back and not do this match. He's going to have to do this match. So we're going to probably get a nice little actual match between Obafemi and Dragon Lee. And Dragon Lee is going to make him look like a million bucks. So it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be very, very fun. Um, All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Pierce says Oba is a heel, but he gets the cheers. Well, I feel like we just didn't really uh, know that he was a heel. Because when we were seeing him in the tournament, he was like, all hyped. And he's like, yeah. And by the way, Johnny Team points out that he has a great voice. He does have a great voice. Like his voice, if he were to just like do a podcast and just talk very smoothly, it'd be like a very relaxing voice where he can fall asleep. Yeah, that's Oba Femi. Anyways. We already talked about Lyra and, uh, sorry, we already talked about Lola 
and Electra Lopez. But prior to the actual Battle Royal, they did have a match against Lyra Valkyra and Tatum Paxley. But I guess that doesn't really matter now because they turned on each one. Because Lola Vice turned on Electra Lopez, so that doesn't really matter now. But the, I guess the big takeaway from this, though, is that um, Tatum Paxley dressed exactly like Lyra Valkyra. And she seems to be, like, in awe of her. So she seems to be a Lyra Valkyra fangirl. So that's where we're at with that. But there's not really much else to add. Joe Coffey versus Ridge Holland. This was a pretty quick victory for Ridge Holland. He hit a clothesline. He back body drops. Uh, Joe Coffey gets the win. And then after this, he's attacked by all of Gallus. All right, thumbs up. There's not much else to add about that, guys. There's really not that much to say about that. Um, but Josh Briggs, though, here's the thing. Josh Briggs is going solo. We've known this. Uh, he broke up with his friends, with Brooks and Felon Henley. He's going off and doing his own thing. But Josh Briggs was approached by JBL tonight. And at first I thought, oh, this is really random. But then they reminded us that JBL picked him for the Iron Survivor, for the Iron Survivor, the men's Iron Survivor at deadline. And I thought, oh, okay. So here's the thing, guys. Do we think that JBL is going to come out and maybe manage Josh Briggs? Or was this just like a one-off? I'm not really sure if this was just a one-off thing or if JBL is going to manage him. I don't know. But I suddenly thought to myself, damn, we got, Bron we got Baron Corbin on NXT, who literally <laughs> was stuck on the main roster with JBL uh, not too long ago, doing a terrible, terrible, uh, I don't even know what they were doing, but it was terrible. It was managing him. It, it just, it was not good, not good at all. So I'm thinking, damn, I don't want to see JBL and Braun Bra I'm sorry, and Baron Corbin on the same the same brand right now. I really, really don't. And I also don't want to see JBL manage Josh Briggs. So I'm really hoping this was just a one-off. I'm going to give you some advice, kid. You're going to take it. It's going to change your journey on NXT. And that's it. I don't want to see him manage Josh Briggs. I'm sorry. I'm just not there. I'm not there. Keep in mind that the last thing we saw from JBL was him and, and Baron Corbin. And it was not good. Uh, we got Adam Smith who says JBL to Corbin wasn't a fit. I guess you can say if someone's going to fit more, would it be Baron Corbin? Would it be Josh Briggs? Probably Josh Briggs. So there is, you know what? If he did manage him, maybe it wouldn't be like god awful or terrible. Maybe there's something there. Okay, fine. If they do this, I'm going to give it a chance. I will give it an honest chance. Two weeks. After that, I'll be done. Uh, that's it. But we'll see. Uh, we got Pierre here who says that JBL managing Brooks would be nice. We'll see, man. We will see. We got a couple of people actually saying they would like to see JBL manage him. All right. So I was clearly in the uh, no wait for housing agrees with me. <laughs> All right, cool. So I guess we're split on this one. We'll see if it's a one off or if he actually goes off and manages him. We will see. All righty, everybody. That was. NXT, I just realized we got through with this pretty fast, but since we're sort of building our way to Vengeance Day, there really was like this was pretty much it. Oh, wait, no, no, I forgot one more match, guys. I'm so sorry. This was Trey Bearhill versus Dijak. I uh, almost forgot to break this one down. My apologies. Um, so 
a couple things that we got from this, actually. So first of all, Joe Gacy was on commentary. It was kind of funny. Uh, he was out there going, what a maneuver. Shades of Vince McMahon. That was kind of funny. Um, but during this match, though, I want to, so we haven't really seen too much of Jay Bearhill wrestle. We've only seen very, very little of him. And you guys know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan already. It, it, I can tell already whether or not I'm going to like what he does moving forward. He's a big dude. He's meaty. He's got intensity. He's got personality. I like that. I'm drawn to that, man. I'm ready to see Trey Bearhill uh, on NXT. He's got a cool little song. I've been a fan of the song since I first heard it. Um, every time, every time Trey Bearhill comes out, I'm like, yes, the song. Anyway, so he wins this match. But after this match, though, we see two things happen here. So after the match, we see Joe Gacy attack Dijak. And then both of these guys end up fighting all the way to the back. So yay. Finally, we've got something for Joe Gacy to do. And then Dijak, eh, things have kind of been like so-so for him. He's sort of just like floating around, I would say. Like there really hasn't been anything too gravitating as of late for Dijak. He's just there. He's just having matches. So maybe him and Joe Gacy will have a great story. We'll see. We'll see, but they, they kind of need each other right now. They both need something to do on the show. But the other thing is that we're not done with Lexus King and Trey Bearhill. So just to recap, Lexus King attacked Trey Bearhill and took his spot in the breakout tournament. Trey Bearhill then cost Lexus King his chance at winning the breakout tournament. So in after this match, Lexus King then attacked Trey Bearhill. So this story is, um, there's reasons. We know the reasons. Now it's just a matter of seeing what they do together. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that Trey Bearhill is um, an unexpected, I guess you can say, feud with Lexus King because we didn't know who Trey Bearhill was when Lexus King came into NXT. At least I didn't. So, eh, okay, we'll get to it. We'll see what they do there. Could be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and now that's it. Sheldon Jackson says it could work because um, okay, so he says it could work between Briggs and JBL. JBL could pass down the clothesline from hell to Briggs. Huh. You know my funny um, who was it that said? Someone please remind me. Was it Kane? I think it was Kane who says, I'd been to hell and your clothesline wasn't there. Best line of all time, or at least definitely up there. And every time I think of the clothesline from hell, that is the first thing that I think of. I've been to hell and your clothesline wasn't there. Funny. All right, heel hammer, Coleslaw. Thank you so much for the super chat, man. All right, guys, that's literally it. We got more people pointing out. Uh, Pierre says that Gacy and Dijak could be good. Uh, Adam Smith says, I can see Lexus King winning the North American Championship down the road. I would hope so. I would really, really hope so. I would hope that he would get there eventually. I mean, he would have to. He came in with so much buzz. I can't imagine that they uh, wouldn't get there for him. We'll see. All right, guys. Now that was NXT. All right, but we got a big, big week. Uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be huge, everybody. Uh, here on the channel, I've been really posting so much content. If you missed it last week, I have brand new interviews with Will Ospreay, Kushida, 
Ray Phoenix, um, Mojo Rawley, you name it, they are happening. On top of that, literally at the end of December, I talked to Mace, I talked to Mansoor. I mean, there's so much content going up on this channel. It's kind of nuts. As a matter of fact, just to give you guys a little behind the scenes, as of right now, there have been 15 videos published, nine live streams, and 35 clips, 35 shorts rather, posted on this channel in 16 days. In 16 days, all of that has gone up here on this YouTube channel. Today, I dropped a brand new interview with Gail Kim, and this one is literally all about what's going on right now with TNA Wrestling. You guys know that Gail Kim has a behind-the-scenes role. She works in talent relations. She works with the talent. Uh, the talent really, really love Gail Kim. And so Gail Kim talks about uh, TNA, uh, the rebrand of TNA, excuse me, she talks about Hard to Kill. She talks about Trinity. She talks about Ash by Elegance, the former Dana Brooke. She talks about Nick Nemeth. There's a lot that she sort of breaks down in regards to um, what's going on right now with TNA Wrestling. So that went up today. And I have, I think, two more interviews coming this week as of right now. So um, look forward to that. And then on top of that, tomorrow, I will be back with Reg to talk about AEW Dynamite. I will be here on Friday to talk about SmackDown. And then I will be here on Saturday to talk about Collision. So there's a lot happening. And then, of course, next week is the Rumble Week. So I'll be going to uh, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something else. I was like, wait, where am I going? Because uh, it's in St. Petersburg. Or, I know people say St. Pete, so I'm just going to say St. Pete. Um, St. Pete, but I'm staying in Tampa, so it kind of throws me off a little bit. But anyways, I'll be in Florida. That's where I'll be. I'll be in Florida for the Rumble. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. Uh, very, very excited. All right, guys, that's it. I'm done for today. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so I can have something to read here, guys, so I can have some reviews to read here on the streams. Uh, I'll wait for you guys to send those in. The links are in the description box below. Uh, thank you, everybody, and happy Tuesday.